Mac followed me down the hall, making polite responses, as I filled him in on my current circumstances. When we reached my office, he was properly complimentary. We caught up on gossip, exchanging news about mutual friends. The pleasantries gave me time to study the man at close range. The years seemed to be speeding right along for him. He'd lost color. He'd lost about ten pounds by the look of him. He seemed tired and uncertain, which was completely uncharacteristic. The Mac Voorhees of old had been brusque and impatient, fair-minded, decisive, humorless, and conservative. He was a decent man to work for, and I admired his testiness, which was born of a passion for getting the job done right. Now the spark was missing, and I was alerted by the loss. Are you okay? You don't seem like your old self somehow. He gestured peevishly in an unexpected flash of energy. They're taking all the fun out of the job, I swear to God. Damn executives with all their talk about the bottom line. I know the insurance business. Hell, I've been at it long enough. CF used to be family. We had a company to run, but we did it with compassion, and we respected each other's turf. We didn't stab each other in the back, and we didn't shortchange any claimants. Now, I don't know, Kinsey. The turnover's ridiculous. Agents are run through so fast they hardly have a chance to unpack their briefcases. All this talk about profit margins and cost containment. Lately I find myself not wanting to go to work. He paused, looking sheepish, color coming up in his face. God, would you listen? I'm beginning to sound like a garrulous old fart, which is what I am. They offered me an early retirement package, whatever the hell that means. You know, they're maneuvering to get some of us old birds off the payroll as soon as possible. We earn way too much, and we're too set in our ways. You going to do it? I haven't decided yet, but I might. I just might. I'm 61, and I'm tired. I'd like to spend time with my grandkids before I drop in my tracks. Marie and I could sell the house and get an RV, see some of the country and visit the clan, keep making the rounds so we don't wear out our welcome. Mac and his wife had eight grown kids, all of them married with countless children of their own. He waved the subject aside, his mind apparently focused on something else. Enough of that stuff. I got another month to decide. Meantime, something's come up and I thought about you. I waited, letting him get around to the subject in his own good time. Mac always did better when he set the stage for himself. He took out a pack of Marlboros and shook a cigarette into view. He dried his lips with one knuckle before he put the cigarette between his teeth. He took out a pack of matches and lit up, extinguishing the match flame with a mouthful of smoke. He crossed his legs and used his pants cuff as an ashtray, leaving me to worry he'd set his nylon socks ablaze. Remember Wendell Jaffe's disappearance about five years back? Vaguely, I said. As nearly as I remembered, Jaffe's sailboat had been found abandoned and adrift off the coast of Baja. Run it by me again. He's the guy who vanished out at sea, right? So it appeared. Max seemed to wag his head, casting about for a quick narrative summary. Wendell Jaffe and his partner, Carl Eckert, put together limited partnerships for real estate deals to develop raw land, build condominiums, office buildings, shopping centers, that kind of thing. They were promising investors a 15% return, plus the return of their original investment within four years before the two partners would take a profit. Of course, they got in way over their heads, taking off big fees, paying huge overhead expenses, rewarding themselves handsomely, 